Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Everybody's in the house here for Trainwreck tonight. 303, it's Maniac, it's Micah, it's Slick Al. In just a minute, we'll get to it with our takeover of Detroit this past weekend. We were going to Tigers games, we were hitting up casinos, and we were going to SummerSlam. We took over Ziggy's in Rochester Sunday. It was back-to-back parties nonstop. And the Bills got started this past weekend. A scrimmage at home, blue helmets, controversy. Stay tuned for that on Trainwreck Tonight 303, brought to you by Outlet Liquor. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda falls and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab Welcome back here on Trainwreck tonight, 3.03 here on August 7, 2023. We are rolling along in the summer. We are into the season before the season known as the preseason. Obviously, it took, uh, you know, play start, started last Thursday with Browns, Jets. And even though people were excited to tweet about football, the real NFL season still feels a way away with the Bills 35 games out. But hey, stuff was happening this past weekend and we got much ahead in the meantime. So let's get our crew in here. Slick L, Micah, gents, gents, all I can say is after, you know, what we got into this past weekend, I'm glad to see you guys made it back in one piece. Yeah, absolutely. You know, against all odds at one point, it looked doubtful, but, you know, here we are. And uh, I'm assuming, Jake, your train ride was uh, pretty smooth sailing. How how funny that you bring that up, because how about I look at my email at about 530 in the morning on the way? And I am not taking a train. I'm taking a bus from Detroit to Chicago because the train I was supposed to have taken, you know, that I drove with my lovely family from Chicago to Detroit, broke down halfway through Michigan on Saturday. And they just decided it was done, terminated the train. So I would have been trapped in the middle of Michigan. So thank God, blessing from the Lord that I was driving there. But yeah, 
took a bus ride home, uh, but it was smooth sailing, made it home, made it well. But yeah, so we all had a little, we all had some snafus, some some craziness, but we just adapt and move on here at Trainwreck Sports. That's what we're yeah, absolutely. It never stops, even when logistically it does stop. I was going to say, we had a number of logistical issues this weekend, but let's get into it. I mean, typically we start Trainwreck tonight, unless there's a huge, massive story, which there really isn't, as things are very much smooth sailing on the Bills and Saber side of things. Uh, but let's get into our weekend recap, which involves the wrecking crew taking over the Motor City. And again, as those logistical issues that we got into. So nobody got there before Saturday. The event was Saturday night uh, at Ford Field. And that's where our story starts. Slick and I obviously taking over, uh, you know, Buffalo Niagara International Airport. That's what we do. We own it before 6 a.m. That's our spot. Uh, we take up, you know, everything is smooth sailing with Delta. You know, we get in, flight was like 40 minutes, felt like it was super quick. So we're like, oh, you know, tons of time, you know, really no rush, but let's get down to, you know, just Ford Field, start it up. Slick, you take it from there. Yeah. So if, finally, after finding the rideshare waiting point, that was our first d- dilemma as well. Figured it out, though. They don't make it easy for you. Uber picks us up. Nice lady. Uh, lives in the suburbs of Detroit, she she claims. And we could tell sooner or later because I just put in the in the Uber app Ford Field as the destination. You know, you'd think that'd be the first result. I plug in the first result. The first result turns out if you're from Detroit, I hope you know this because I do now and I'm not from there, but there's th- a few different Ford Fields. So we end up at Ford Field, which appears to be some form of park, maybe a playground in there in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, no idea where Dearborn is until now. Not, oh, now that I've been there. Um, and beautiful place, I must say. But we were coming in on the highway, and I didn't see a tall building or a stadium in sight. So I was like, wow, it must just sneak right up on you. Nope. You're in Dearborn. It and- was alarming, right? When you when you said that we were 1.2 miles out, and we didn't see a city, and we didn't see a stadium, I started kind of coping in my head. I I literally just look at you. I go, "Yep, it really sneaks up on you." Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and then oh top it all off, the Uber driver said, "Well, which Ford Field are you going to?" And we were like, you know, the second we got in the car, we were talking about why we were there SummerSlam, the stadium um and still doesn't realize that she's taking us to ford field in dearborn not entirely her fault i i give a lot of discredit to the uber app for making that ford field the first suggestion when you go to look for it bit ridiculous but um yeah maniac if you want to swing it back for the rest of so we get in uh you know we check out all the usuals we're going to the casinos we're seeing First off, we had a minor dilemma with my bag. Now, I don't know how like anything works, but I always assumed if you had like a bag and you're going into a casino, like, yeah, they're going to check your bag for you. Like they're going to hold your bag like while you go gamble inside their casino. Uh, I'm not going to name the casino, but yeah, they said they don't take bags unless you're staying in the hotel. So like, I get it. I get, I, I, I don't know if this is a dilemma, if it's just a me thing. But we went to the MGM Grand, and they took it no question asked. Nobody looked at me with anything. They just took my name, took the bag, good to go. And that was where my money went. A, hundred, a couple of bad uh, parlay bets on there. But 
got started there. Slick, it was a pretty good morning. We get, we talked to a nice uh, MGM representative. She was definitely selling us hard on the uh, platform. Yeah, she was. And, um, you know, I might have taken her up on that if uh, we got, we didn't get back to the MGM after so late. Um, and, you know, obviously they had the section curtained off. The Paul, Paul Diaz fight was going on. Um, I'm sure there was the UFC was going on. That card probably ended a bit earlier than the uh, Paul Diaz fight. But, yeah, got back. Whole section was curtained off, charging admission to get in uh, to the lounge chairs. That's what where we thought we were going to end our night ended up uh realizing we might have needed some z's before our trip back yeah to we'll need the trip to z's rochester uh, that whole series this whole weekend the saturday was the only time the rays were sleeping so we go to Rays tigers it felt very odd mike i mean these tiger fans i mean they're out of it they have almost nothing to show up for the only thing is basically mcab milestones they're not even watching, okay. like, you know, really that many young prospects. They do have a couple. They got, you know, Torkelson and Badu. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I forget their other guy who won Tiger of the Year in 2022. It's, it's making Riley Green, Riley Green. Uh, but, yes, very, very surprising. Uh, these fans were out lined it up. Reminded me of the Bills. Reminded me of, the, like, you know, early 2010s Bills. They were lined up for the game at 11 a.m. It didn't start till 1. Tigers fans were out, and then similar situation with SummerSlam too, Jake. Yeah, well, with that, uh, with that Central Division though, you'd think that they'd still be into it. Like they're not out of it yet. Any any like little bit of win streak, and they could get back into it. So I mean, they should. They were surprised that they weren't into it, but uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. There was trap. There was all sorts of like events going on when you looked at like the city tracker, like what's going on in the, in Chicago or in Detroit. There was concerts going on. Summer Slam, you had the game going on. It was busy ass weekend. We were, you came in, I was like, oh man, like I did not know what we were walking into when we were first driving in. You just saw mass amounts of people in either Tigers gear or wrestling shirts, which is you know just an interesting combination. But the vibes were high throughout the whole place. Huge vibes. Yeah, we got Rob Ryan who was there uh, that we this past weekend in Detroit. It was an electric fan base. You got to give him credit where credit was due. Uh, luckily, we were able to snag some hundred level seats slick and. Uh, Labatt also being served in Detroit, so that was a nice bonus. Can I say well. something real yeah. quick? Yeah. The, how ironic that we're talking Motor City, and this is Trainwreck Tonight, episode 303. Yeah, I agree. A little 303 for the Detroit City. Um, and then speaking of meeting up with the crew members, so we have you, we, we have Micah, we have Timothy Micah as well. We have Rob Ryan. And we're just placing a random bet in the casino, placing a series of bets. And we run right into Ernie Green with no no preemptive message. We didn't know where each other was, anything like that. Literally placing a message, placing a bet at the Greek Town Casino, and up walks Ernie Green. So it was basically we saw, you know, it was it was as close as the Wrecking Crew's been to United this past Saturday in Detroit. It was great. It was time. great to see everybody. I had never met Rob Ryan or Ernie in person, so getting to see them in person, great to see you guys in person. Though I'm obviously out here in Chicago, it was a great reunion and we all like the energy was just high we were all ready to get into the stadium i feel like five probably like six o'clock rolled around everybody was like antsy starting to get ready to go for sure yeah um of course and then so let's get into it the actual shows up because we've talked about it but between us and you know as gents we, we talked about it after a few pops and when we have been up for basically 15 hours so now the show is set <laughs> in a little bit we've seen you know the critical reaction and everything 
Uh, what is your guys like biggest takeaways now being a little bit away from the show? Any thoughts that maybe you have now that you didn't have at first, anything, anything setting in for you? Um, I think for me, probably the biggest thing setting in is like, they, they absolutely have no plans of showing even uh, a moment of weakness with Roman's title reign. Um, and that's apparent with the way that uh, Jimmy screws Jay. Instead of even making it very close, Jay coming really close to a win. I And now they're just separating that storyline entirely to do brother versus brother. Roman's out of the picture. You, you would think they wouldn't be done with him until he, was, he finished them or they finished him. Um, very surprising. I guess that's where all the critical stuff is. But other than that, nothing else new has really come to me other than it just la night is a superstar and it shows that was good to see him go over what about you mike i know you had uh talking with the dad you were just had you just had yaz going out like walking yeah. the concourse oh during every match like getting a beer just yaz everywhere just people screaming and in the city too when we were walking around that that's day. true yeah even before and after going yeah. off yeah and I, and every time i say yeah it just like pops in my head now too so know, it's working LA, LA looked like the biggest superstar there for sure. Uh, yeah, that Uso, I have not re-watched yet the show. Um, I want, I'm interested to watch it on TV to see how I feel about some of these matches. Um, I do feel like we wa- we were watching that Roman J match for a minute. Like, we didn't think it was going to be. It was 36 minutes, I feel like, it, it is what it said it was full total time. It did feel like it, it was out there for a long time. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the ending and just finishing off with that everything else, but the card was fun the rest of the way with anything, just the energy and the spectacle of a stadium show fully packed out and they were just giving the energy out there. Entrances were great. Um, I think, you know, Cody Brock and Seth Finn, they both really delivered the cat mm-hmm. getting to see a cash in as we talked about, who knows if we'll ever get to see uh, money in the bank cash in again. So congrats to EO sky there. Yeah, it was just energy was great. It was great to be in a in a big stadium show atmosphere like that, and uh, couldn't complain more. But Seth Finn and Cody Brock were the were the two highlights for me. Agree. And, and, and am I crazy now? Still thinking that Paul Ricochet could be a top thirty SummerSlam match all time? No, it might have, no. I don't. It, I think if you could say, it might I think be when the, it comes to ratings, it might be match the of way the night, it's received, you, everything like that. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, you're. I think you're right too. I mean, it might have been the fourth fifth best match of the night but we just saw some oh. very high quality matches i think depending on your taste though that could be match of the night too like they delivered in that opening spot it was great had great spots it was it was good throughout i mean like there was there was all there was nothing that really popped on this show like nothing like five star like oh my god you have to go see this but everything was pretty solid at least the big stuff was I pretty was- solid and delivered in the way it should I was thinking before we went on the air, I was critical at first when we heard the match lineup mm-hmm. when we were all at the casino prior to going in. But I think they started the, the card perfectly with uh, Logan and Ricochet, obviously him having to get out of there, but that's high energy right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brock and Cody. That match delivered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then... um. Yeah, There's one, one other play. between was that, that second they, half of matches were all bangers. We're all main event legit bangers. Could yes, have main yeah. event would have this is what I would say. Any four of those matches would have main evented when they were doing the split pay per view era. Could have absolutely yeah, been the main event of sure. any of those matches. Yeah, for sure. And the battle royal in the beginning too. I mean, I, I like 
I think that was well done how they had Cody Brock. Everyone's fired up already. And then you get like LA Knight, that big moment. And they did the entrances great too. Gotten into it. So the entrances were great. Everyone was taking their time. The EO Sky thing does stick out. I mean, that's a long way to come with the money in the bank previous to your music hits and everything. Yeah. So the thing that once she got there, she clocked her with the case. Oh, well, well, but, but Bailey did. She gave it to Bailey. That was, that was a great moment looking back on it. Cause it it really cemented that Bailey wanted that for EO Sky. Like you're like, there isn't an imminent Bailey turn coming. And I might eat those words because, you know, things change, obviously, in the WWE. But I, but I would think there's no way a Bailey turn is coming at least before the Royal Rumble. So I'd say five months. You know, it's not going to be anything imminent, anything like that. Love to see it. Yeah, great to see a cash-in. Again, there's only two a year, so those are very cool. It's basically oh, yeah. like a wrestling holiday. And, uh, you know, one thing I saw, because we had a weird angle. First off, <laughs> I'll say this. Speaking of logistical issues, we did have a light shining on our section. Oh, like, my Basically God. for, like the second half of the show on and it was kind of like you were like under investigation like it was shining at you so it was a little awkward our crowd was chanting when it got shut this off is, a couple see, times this is what people don't understand i've heard i've seen people complain about the crowd especially in the second half of the show and everything it's like yeah half the crowd was literally chanting fuck that light turn off the light like for yeah. most of these matches like it wasn't like we we're, were blinded all locked in. it was blinding it was it was it was a dastardly light yeah it was a dastardly light now we also didn't have like a great like live camera view. I, I don't think anybody did. I was actually looking at all the screens. They did. They weren't really broadcasting it live anywhere in the in the arena. So it was kind of forcing you to watch the ring. And it, I didn't know because again we were in the three hundred. So it was, it was a great view for the entrances, but you couldn't see the faces of the wrestlers like super specifically. Mm-hmm. I guess Roman was like feigning surprise when Jimmy came out and did everything. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, well, so I, I guess I guess he feigned surprise when he did it, and then when he was walking back, he was like he had the super confused look on his face. So I guess just be, point being that this isn't going to be like oh Roman called Jay yeah. like before or called Jimmy before well, the pay per view or anything. The person be, who wasn't surprised was Paul. Paul. Was I was going to say Paul was shoulder. getting in the frame for that yeah. shot for sure. So I think I think that's what it's going to be. Is Paul gets it? Paul is the guy who got into to Jimmy's. Um, Paul's, got, Paul's the guy who's gotten to Jimmy's ear just talking about main event Jay Uso thinking, you know, your brother's, you know, narcissistic. Why does he think he's better than you? Like, there's so much of that stuff that they could just tap into. But they have to explain it. They have to explain it out now because now when you go for a shock, that's what pissed everybody off is not that it happened, I feel like. It's that it happened so suddenly. And shock twists can work. And this story was due for a twist. We said that going into Money in the Bank. Like, this story is due, and we thought it was going to be Jay winning. Like, this story, it's been so – it's been good, but everything's going straight, straight, straight. So this is the twist. Now on Friday, how do they how do they explain it? And it's, it's going to be – if we're talking about it, like, the Twins are going to have to do a lot of work here. But this is a Paul Heyman – this is going to be a Paul Heyman storyline, right? Like, he is going to be yeah. the one who has to carry – the whatever beef is between them i feel like to make this work and i guess it kind of makes sense now too with the rumor that roman's not even going to be on the next like what three pay-per-views yeah we're looking at 40 episodes of tribal combat he has a much lesser role in this storyline now that jimmy has essentially turned on jay well do you think that the plan is Allegedly. Well, first off, do you, how do you think they're going to address the fact that they basically went back on their own rules? Tribal combat, I reread. No <laughs> one's supposed to interfere. 
Yeah, and they, and apparently it was like no DQ with the props and shit too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so super. Why odd, even like, say it? Why even tell us that? Like just to say that Roman's gonna break the rules, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. It, it was. Dumb. I'm not gonna lie. I had an old man wrestling moment where I think it was Cody hit like Brock with the steps. Yeah. And for a minute, I couldn't remember whether the steps actually count as a DQ because it's not a DQ if I don't, your opponent's head against the steps. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And people, I because I think this happened like six months ago and I got just as confused. I'm pretty sure you can hit somebody with the steps and it's That's not a That's a good DQ. point, actually. I never thought about Because you can throw people into the steps and everything. It's like yeah, That makes sense, I yeah. guess. I get, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, if a little rule you forget about for sure. I definitely got confused. Or the fact that it's just Brock and Cody and that they could have probably like started swinging chairs. And like, ah, yeah, like, they could, let, them, let them figure it Cody out. Cody could have pulled the sledgehammer and the ref would have Ever? blind eye. Amazing. I was rewatching some um, SummerSlam matches quick before, and then Triple H and Brock Lesnar. They kept saying like, "It's not an ODQ," but Triple H let the ref know to not, not let to not stop this match for any reason. I'm like, then why not just call? like they kept saying that? Lord, then I'll so just call that every time I wrestle. <laughs> you ref, just let it slide. Let dude. It, it's all oh, good. Please, please don't. That's gotta be when they were trying to push like the. He's still Triple H, but he's also he's Paul Levesque, yeah. like CEO storyline where where he fired Vince and, he, and he's like, "Sorry, Pop." <laughs> but yeah um real quick uh shout out to the debut of tailgate beers with their pick series now they did go oh, yeah. six and two for some reason i was oh. so hammered i thought they went i went they thought they went perfect but they had balor <laughs> on a priest interference and then they had charlotte so he did have the jimmy oh. turn though they had Rome. the jimmy turn though so yeah, yeah that was pretty good. give them credit yeah. for that for sure uh no doubt about it just to uh let's see can we pull this up here yeah there we go Yes, they got Logan Paul, they got Baszler, they got Gunta, which Imperium, I'm telling you, I don't know if it'll ever wear off now, but it's it's the great it's the greatest theme out there. It was that bass. It has such hard bass, dude. I was listening to it on the plane back. I was listening to it on the plane back, and I gotta say, yes, Roman's theme, obviously cool, very final bossy. I get it, but the the dun dun at the at the end with the shield riff, fucking terrible. When it's yeah, playing, it, when me. it's playing like for the fourth time, it really takes you out of it. And the <laughs> other thing I got to say, I'm not afraid to admit it on this show during the Roman and J match. I would, if I, I, I gotta be honest. I think if I wasn't chewing gum, I would have probably blacked out due to alcohol because we hadn't eaten <laughs> like seven hours and had just been doing nothing but facing beers. I was I was fading during that match. Oh, I did. I'll tell you, I was. If I was not chewing gum and like keeping myself like kind of like centered, I would have absolutely been Gonzo. Yeah, that 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 was a train wreck. We went over seriously. We went over to the MGM Grand after. Uh, we walked over there, right? That was kind of a boot. That was kind of a boot from. It was honestly when I looked at where we were, like when I was trying to Uber home and everything. It's like holy shit! Like how did we get over here? It was. You know what? But part of it was escaping like the whole sea of humanity, which definitely played into it for sure. For sure. Um, and so yeah, great time at SummerSlam. I would definitely go to an event at Ford Field again. No, no plaints, no notes, boys. Nope. Hey, Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll just do better on our travels and logistical issues next time. Uh, but speaking of logistical issues, real quick, I mean, to put a wrap here on uh, Train Arc tonight, 303, just a little Bill's talk. It's been smooth sailing. I looked at the timeline today. I don't know about you guys, but I saw that all the talk was about the backup QB situation. Like, what are we doing here? If we get to the backup QB, I, I all respect to what Nick Foles did in Philly, but we're done. So, like, if there's yeah, any situation, like, I don't know, maybe 
a Matt no. Ryan who just like makes a read like pre-snap no. and then just like throws it up. Like maybe, maybe with an elite defense, like a top three defense, he could do it. But uh, I mean, boy, like folks, we're done. If, if we get to the backup quarterback situation, like just don't even worry about it. Like, like the only thing to worry about is, you know, Josh, what are you most healthy worried and not, and not having gifts when you're worried that he might be hurt. You know, what are you most worried about? Is there anything you're particularly worried about going into the season? For the Bills? Yeah, like one big worry, uh, anything? Uh, I would say, I mean, one worry is that I think the the line, middle linebacker position is going to fall off a little bit. I, I like Milano and obviously, uh, you know, and everything, but I think, you know, Edmonds was a big loss. What he could do athletically. I don't, I don't think he was a playmaker. I, I hate to say that out loud, no, but, but he's, 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 he was huge. Guy. He covered a lot of ground. Huge, he filled yeah. the gaps you need to. I get it. Now, I think on the flip side... McDermott and the defense are going to be more aggressive mm-hmm. and they're going to blitz more and they're going to do stuff to kind of take the pressure off of the middle linebacker Agreed. position, if that makes sense. So I think that's, you know, again, it's a worry, but I think that's what they're going to do. Small worry, like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are getting older. Like they've been basically unbeatable when they're both back there. That's the thing. They're both, they've been virtually unbeatable. We do mm-hmm. not get beat deep when, when they're both back there and, and they make a ton of plays. Is that going to be able to be sustainable or is there going to be like some starting cracks in the armor there? Uh, the, the cornerback too has me worried just because Elam wasn't in at the start. Like, so I, I don't know if they doubt Elam. I feel like that was there. just, I feel like they play like a mental game with him. To make him most. earn it. Yes. I, I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. I think that that's part of it too. I, I think that you, all your concerns about the defense are valid. We're going to see what the secondary looks like for sure. I am concerned about the age, but safe older safeties are like the one if there's one position on defense, I guess you could be old. It could be safety, but that just like you know, like corners switching. And again, like I said, and such like how, that. But still, you, like who knows when it's gonna go? When the athleticism is gonna go? How do you I make think, it easier on the on the safeties? You get pressure on the quarterback earlier. How do you get pressure on yeah. the quarterback earlier with blitzing and stuff? So I get. And just to be clear, you know, people will like probably clip this if you know in like six weeks in they're a number one defense or something. All of my worries are they aren't going to be able to maintain what they've done. Like, they're a yeah. good team. They have great units on both sides of the ball. The only two things I can think I'm worried about are, like, you know, maintaining on the defense and the offensive line because they have the offensive playmakers. Sure. They've got Josh Allen. I think that'll take care of that. I think Dorsey in the second year will be fine. I think McDermott will be fine overall. It's just kind of maintaining. What O-line, about you, boys? Little O-line bit, was um, mine for sure. I think I'm not – worried but i'm skeptical maybe interested to see how james cook steps up this year you know mm-hmm. with singletary gone as well but honestly overall my main concern is just health it's what got us last True. year pretty much and um if we can stay healthy i'm really confident in this team but a lot of things are going to be different and it's going to be interesting to see how they play out you know like you mentioned maniac mcdermott maybe calling the shots on defense going to be interesting to see but, you know, could make something great out of something unexpected. I trust Porter and Hyde. I'm not worried about the age yet. I, I think the lockdown, I'm not worried about him yet. They, they Again, what, what was I mean? What, reason to worry. what my worry there is that they've been invincible to this point. Yeah. And they're both right. back there. Like, they're, okay, they, they've been I, a thousand percent. So, hopefully, yeah. they can maintain that. But, you know, obviously, if they don't, that's going to be a little fall off from what we're used yeah. to. My biggest thing with anything defensively is I think the D line is gonna has such a higher ceiling this year. I like the Leonard Floyd edition. I think Puna Ford is gonna be and Jordan Phillips next to Oliver. I mean, if they're all health again, health too. Oliver got hurt right away. Like 
Vaughn, if he mm. comes back healthy, like if they're fully healthy on that D line, I think they have a chance to be special and that makes everybody else's job on the back end really easy. My biggest worry was Loretta line with you was that O line, uh, just Spencer Brown, the guards, you know, the competition, we think it's McGovern and Bates, but like, I'm not completely sure about McGovern and Bates. Mitch Morse is getting older. Like again, a guy that you never know when that's going to slip. And Dion is a good, a good above average guy, but is he a guy that can carry a left side if they're having issues? These are all valid questions. We'll see. I think that I like McGovern. He's an athletic guy and I think he's going to work well with them. I think they have decent depth and they took chances on guys with high upside. So it should work and Josh just makes shit happen anyways. And then slight concern to see like, where's the production going to come after digs? I don't know about where, you know, is Kincaid going to take over for Knox too? Like that's just an tearing it up at camp. He yeah. Had, the one practice I saw, he looked unbelievable. Uh, he was just he was turning, running it. Like, I mean, and again, it's route running for him. I think cause it's like literally he had that, he had that foot injury last year, ankle, oh, yeah. whatever it was. He had a high um, ankle sprain, man, and you're supposed to sit. Those for like linger. Six weeks. They and linger. He, he came back like what two weeks later. Like yeah, that was he. He really did battle through it. So yeah, good, good on Gabe. So that's what I'm looking Agreed. forward to. The pass catchers there. Hell yeah. Uh, real quick, what'd you guys think of the of the blue helmet? No, no. Um, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> I explained this to you, maniac. I, you know, like how they did the whole gag with the red one last year. I feel like this just adds insult to injury. You know, this is pouring salt on the wound because like not only is it another gag, it like just kind of confirms that the first one was also a gag and it wasn't just like a eh, like it's a joke for now, but we'll eventually pull the red one out. Like, nah, this was just like, yeah, here's a blue one. Hopefully you forget about the red one when we're not playing in it come this season. Uh, um, yeah, it seemed that way. Um, no very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I guess my ultimate take is that it's okay, but all there's just so many better options would be my thing on the blue helmet. So no reason to uh, use that. But hey, if Josh is confident, you know, I'm confident. And speaking of confidence. There it is. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, we get can we get some thoughts on on yesterday slick uh yeah dude uh, my my shout out to Son, sunday lit. preseason pop-up it was insane great time a lot of fans that are really ready for the season hyped up it's good to see brother bill you know buffalo food slot had her own wing sauce at ziggy's for the special occasion and a cocktail as well um the wings were amazing Good to see all the fans back. You know, it's great when Bills fans get together. It's usually during the season, but when it's not, it's just as fun. And, you know, these fans are ready for the season to come through. It's good to uh, get involved with some fans out in Rochester. You know, usually they're coming to us for the games. Beer pong tournament was fun. Shout out to Captain coming in second place. Couldn't Captain blew it. He had multiple finish, opportunities. Choke artist. Bacon egg, and, bacon egg and choke artist. He couldn't finish the story, but as we know, the story <laughs> has a lot of chapters yeah, in it. When he wins the 2026 tournament, it's gonna it's gonna be hashtag <laughs> finished finish the story. But yeah, the story. Uh, big shout out to Tailgate Trends. Uh, we had Patrick, Zach, Carrie uh, over at Ziggy's. Awesome crew, awesome time. Awesome we will be doing our absolute best. We we're already talking about it. I just don't want to set it in stone before it's done. But trying to get back out there again sometime this season for sure because it was such an awesome time make sure you're going out there if you're in the 585 awesome spot to watch the game and have a great time playing in simple almost seven days a week as their sign says 
outside. But speaking of seven days a week, you know this train never stops. Guys, uh, any shout-outs as we sign off here? Shout-out to Ziggy's and uh, shout-out to Captain Ferdinand for making the appearance. And shout-out to you boys. It was a great weekend. I had a great time, and it's good to see all of you. Yeah, Slick took mine. Shout-out to you all. It was a great weekend. Great weekend at SummerSlam. No, shout-out to the kid next to me, even though he's a huge Roman Reigns fan screaming the whole time. Now, don't shout out to the guy in front of us who just kept turning around and whispering to me and Rob. We didn't know Absolutely what he was saying. Mark. That was insane. Um, yeah, great weekend though. Great weekend. We were we were surrounded by kids and twelve year olds, and it definitely made the wrestling experience way better for sure. We had a lot of awesome more. dude. So, and speaking of wrestling experience, shout out to all them and shout out to yesterday at Ziggy's another crew meetup, Gatesy uh, showing up at yeah, Ziggy's. Gatesy. So it was awesome to see him again. Saw more crew this weekend. Uh, they probably have seen in the past year between it. Ernie, Rob Ryan, and Detroit, as well as you, Micah, and then uh, uh, Gatesy yesterday at Ziggy. So it's an awesome time. The crew is getting together as we get ready for what could be, historically, one of the craziest times to be a Buffalo sports fan in the next six months. If you get some Sabres action, if you get some Bills, you know, fulfillment on what they've been trying to accomplish these past couple of years. If you get UB finally ascending to that MAC championship opportunity in football uh gents a lot to look forward to in the fall but right now it's still the season before the season a lot to look forward to can't wait seriously a lot to look forward to and you can look forward to on us make sure you're following all these guys we got jake mike and slick l twitter and instagram myself as well make sure you're following train rock on all the platforms apple spotify spotify youtube youtube spotify youtube myspace make sure you're getting it all Make sure you have a great Monday night. Let's have a great week ahead. And let's have a good night now.